I, I just killed my mother, and I need to go to the hospital. everyone and welcome to our seventh episode of killer kids it's our seventh episode because i'm not counting in the bonus one because it was a bonus it was a gift to you guys from me because i love you and i want you to continue listening to my show all right on to the case on april 6 2017 14 year old donovan nicholas brutally killed his stepmother heidi taylor in their home in Urbana, Ohio. Before I jump into the case, I'm going to of course give you guys some quick background information on Urbana. Urbana is located about 47 miles west of Columbus, Ohio. With a population of 11,115 residents, Urbana is the 155th largest community in Ohio. Urbana is very historic. It's a city with a large stock of pre-World War II architecture. Urbana is popularly known for its historic town square. It's basically the city's downtown area, and it was built around a Civil War monument and has many locally owned shops that have been around for well over hundreds of years. The city also holds an annual fish and shrimp festival where the city comes together to enjoy their freshwater farm-raised shrimp, as well as live music, games, and tons of fun for the entire family. The crime rate in Urbana is not that high, but not low enough to make it the safest place to live. Your chances of falling victim to a violent crime in Urbana are 1 in 43, and your chances of becoming victim to a property crime are 1 in 46. In 2017, the state of Ohio had a total of 5,312 delinquent youths. Donovan Nicholas was born on July 9, 2002. His parents were no longer together, and his mother lost custody of him soon after his birth. Donovan's dad, Shane, had full custody of Donovan. Donovan's mother wasn't really present in his life at all growing up. When Donovan was just a toddler, his father met Heidi. Heidi would go on to be the mother that Donovan never truly had. Shane and Heidi moved in together and formed a big, loving, blended family. Heidi had two children of her own from a previous relationship. Growing up on the surface, Donovan seemed like your average kid, but he was struggling with a lot. 
Donovan suffered an ongoing battle with depression and began cutting himself when he was just 11 years old. I couldn't find any reports online that stated if Donovan's family ever took him to seek professional help for his battle with depression or if he ever received any medication during that time. But his stepmother Heidi always monitored Donovan and made sure he was never home alone. Being that Donovan's dad had a job that required him to be gone a lot of the time, the family didn't really want Donovan to be by himself at all. During his battle with depression, Donovan began to spend a lot of time online. He became fascinated with a fictional character from an online horror fiction story called Jeff the Killer. Jeff the Killer is a noseless man with long black hair and the Joker-esque grin carved into his face. He has a ghostly white face and red lips and is always wearing a white hoodie with black pants. His pre-murder catchphrase is, quote, go to sleep, end quote. Behind Donovan's quiet demeanor lied a lot of dark secrets. Donovan's family was never aware of his fascination with Jeff the Killer, and they were never aware of how much time he actually spent online. Donovan's fascination with Jeff the Killer was so grave that he even began to dress like him, donning the white hoodie and black pants. If you guys are curious about Jeff the Killer, you can always just Google him and millions of stories will come up on his crazy crimes. Remember, this is all fictional, but people really do become creative with Jeff the Killer. And don't say I didn't warn you because I am now. April 6, 2017 was just another normal day for Donovan. He got up, went to school, and came directly home after. When Donovan got home, he took a nap, woke up later that evening, and cleaned his room. After cleaning, Donovan changed into a white shirt and black pants. He walked downstairs to the kitchen and grabbed the knife from the knife drawer. He then walked into the bathroom and used a lancet needle to cut his face upward around the corners of his mouth, creating an exaggerated smile. Donovan then took the knife and hid behind the door. He then called out for Heidi, his stepmother, to come downstairs. When Heidi came downstairs and walked past the door he was hiding behind, Donovan jumped out from behind the door and started stabbing Heidi. Heidi ran upstairs to try and grab her cell phone to call 911, but Donovan had beat her to it. She begged Donovan to call for help, but he refused. Donovan remembered that there was a gun in the nightstand of that bedroom. He opened the drawer, grabbed the gun, fired one round, shooting his stepmother right in the head. Donovan then called 911 to report that he had stabbed his mother and shot her in the head, and that she was dead. The 911 call lasted about 10 minutes. I'll post the link in the show description 
So you guys can listen to the entire call if you want to. But here's a snippet of that call. 911, where's your emergency? It's Clark County with the transfer. He's at 4328 Valley Pike. Sir, go ahead. I just killed my mother. And what happened, sir? I, I just killed my mother, and I need to go to the hospital. And you're at 4328 Valley Pike? Yes. And what happened? It wasn't me who, who, it wasn't me who killed her. It was Jeff. What happened? Who did it? Jeff. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is going to be really hard to explain, but I kind of have another person inside me, like. Okay. Are you, are you okay? I know. I stopped myself. You stabbed yourself? Yes. Uh, What what happened to your mom? He killed her. He snapped. Okay, what's your name? Mine is Donovan Ashton Nichols. Donovan Nichols? Nicholas. All right, are you able to say who's with you? I... I am by myself, me and Jeff. Okay, and and what happened to your mom? What did you do? He 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 stabbed her. Then he shot her. All right. So he he stabbed her. Then he shot her. And but, where did he shoot her? In the head. But I swear it wasn't me. It was uh, it was Jess. Jess is inside me. Jess is inside you? Yes. Okay. Quote, it wasn't me who killed her. It was Jeff. End quote. You can hear the confusion in the dispatcher's voice as she tries to understand. And if you listen to the call in its entirety, you can also hear when Champaign County police arrive at the scene. When police arrived, they discovered a horrific scene. There was blood in the living room, down the hallway leading into the dining room, on several surfaces in the kitchen, and on the staircase leading up to the second floor. Upstairs was no different. Officers discovered Heidi's lifeless body on a bed. Donovan stabbed his stepmother 64 times. Heidi had several defensive wounds, meaning she fought, and she fought hard. She was trying to fight off Donovan so hard that Donovan accidentally stabbed himself in the leg and he required medical attention. During police interview, Donovan told police that he had been dealing with Jeff for three months and that the night of the killing, Jeff just took over. Jeff was homicidal and wanted to hurt his stepmother because of an incident that occurred in the past where Heidi had hit Donovan in the back and was mean to him. On April 7, 2017, 
Donovan Nicholas was taken to a juvenile detention center in Ohio and was charged as a delinquent youth. Now, if you guys remember in our last episode of Mariah Ponder that also happened in Ohio, a delinquent youth is any child under the age of 18 who commits a very serious crime such as murder. If that child commits murder, aggravated murder, or attempted murder, prosecutors can request to have their cases transferred to adult court. That same day, April 7, 2017, Donovan attended a detention hearing where he denied the charges of aggravated murder and possession of a firearm. The court ordered Donovan to be placed at the Central Ohio Youth Center pending further proceedings. The Central Ohio Youth Center is a facility where a lot of juveniles are often placed to receive treatment and undergo psychological evaluations if they are facing serious criminal charges. Donovan underwent numerous psychological evaluations and competency examinations. Psychologist Daniel Rinko A clinical forensic psychologist with over 20 years of experience diagnosed Donovan with Dissociative Identity Disorder, or DID. Psychologist Rinko stated that if given proper treatment, Donovan can show positive change. DID is a mental health condition. Someone who suffers from DID has multiple distinct personalities that could control a person's behavior at any time. DID can cause memory loss, delusions, and further someone's depression. When asked about Donovan's diagnosis by the court, psychologist Rinko stated that DID, quote, is usually diagnosed in the 20s, and it often involves inappropriate behavior but rarely behavior of this violence, even in adults, and within adolescents, it is even more rare. Even though I don't have a specific article that supports that adolescents with disassociative identity disorder who perpetrate these crimes can be treated, the research gives me the opinion that individuals with DID who behave badly can be treated and therefore reduce their risk of violence. That's what I'm basing my opinion on, is that general theme. Without specific hardcore evidence, because this, in this case, is very rare. End quote. Despite Donovan being diagnosed with DID, he was still declared competent to stand trial. The state had requested to have Donovan's case transferred to adult court. On November 28, 2017, the court decided that Donovan's case should indeed be transferred to adult court, stating that Donovan posed a significant threat to society and that the juvenile system could not provide a reasonable assurance of public safety. Donovan was held without bail and was charged with murder and two firearm charges. 
Donovan entered a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. He was given a court-appointed attorney. Forensic psychologists deemed Donovan sane and competent to stand trial. Donovan's trial began on July 16, 2018. Although the court believed that sufficient evidence was presented to question Donovan's mental health at the time of the murder, the jury found Donovan Nicholas guilty on all charges. Donovan was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after 25 years, as well as three additional years for the gun charges. In total, Donovan had to serve 28 years before he could even be eligible for parole. This horrific tragedy took everyone by surprise. None of Donovan's siblings believed he was capable of causing such pain and ending the life of someone who cared for him, took care of him when his biological mother couldn't. During Donovan's sentencing, a statement by Heidi's daughter was read to the court by Heidi's best friend, detailing how this has affected the family. Quote, My mother was an extraordinary woman. When thinking about how this crime has affected my family and myself, I can only begin to describe it by saying we are all feeling a huge loss. I no longer have my best friend that I would talk to for hours every single day. I no longer have a parent to turn to for guidance when life gets rough. Donovan was my brother and I trusted him on multiple occasions to watch over and protect the ones that I love. My daughters not only mourned the loss of their only grandmother, but they mourned the loss of their uncle. They do not know what happened or why they haven't seen him, but they miss him and the fun times they remember with him. As far as seeing him get out of prison, that is something I don't believe I want to happen. I feel that he can never be trusted again and I do not want to put anyone else at risk. End quote. As of right now, Donovan is 19 years old, and he is being held at the Ross Correctional Institution in Chillicothe, Ohio. His expected release date has been set for some time in March 2042. Heidi Taylor was a loving mother who loved cooking, gardening, and hosting family events. She was a compassionate and giving woman who loved her children more than anything in the world. Rest in peace, Heidi Taylor. You are loved and missed by your family, friends, and children. In the United States, one in seven children suffer from a mental health condition. Half of those children go untreated. Untreated mental illness in children can severely impact the future of that child. Although it's hard to sometimes find proper treatment and overcome the stigma that shadows mental illness, it's important to remember that you are not alone. If you, 
or anyone you know is struggling and needs help, you can always contact the National Alliance on Mental Illness or NAMI at 800-950-6264. This week's missing child is 7-year-old Harmony Montgomery from Manchester, New Hampshire. She was last seen on October 1st, 2019. Harmony is 4 feet tall and weighs about 50 pounds. She's blind in her right eye and wears eyeglasses. There has been a lot of controversy in the case of missing Harmony in regards to her father being abusive and even striking Harmony on numerous occasions. He was actually arrested for striking Harmony and giving her a black eye. This case is extremely tragic. The Montgomery family just wants to know where Harmony is. If I have any listeners tuning in from the New Hampshire area or close by and you have any information or you may have seen something, please contact the New Hampshire police at 603-668-8711. It's been two years. The Montgomery family is desperate to find Harmony and just wants her safe. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at Killer Kids Podcast. And that's Killer Kids with a Z. Thank you for listening. Be well. Tune in next week for an all new episode.